Chapter 9 The Light Morning light filtered through the chilled air, rousing Remus from his blissfully dreamless sleep. He started to stretch his limbs, but was constricted by warm polyester. The previous night came back to him as he pulled his arms out of his sleeping bag. He had slept in a tent with Sirius in the dark, and he had been fine. Currently, he was on his side, face turned toward the front of the orange tent glowing warmly from the rising sun. Trying to be quiet, he lifted his head to look to his right. A sleeping Sirius lay beside him, face squished against a pillow, loose hair tousled around him, and lips slightly parted. Truly a sight for sore eyes, Remus thought, as he rubbed the sleep from his own. Even though the ground was hard and his legs wanted to unfold, Remus lay back down, not wanting to disturb the moment. Lying on his back this time, Remus stared up into the zenith of the tent, where the folds met and were suspended taut over metal framing. He shifted so his body was half an inch closer to Sirius, then closed his eyes. Relaxing, he drifted off again. When Remus woke for the second time that morning, his stretch was constricted again, but this time not by his sleeping bag. An arm was draped across his chest lazily, and a forehead was nuzzling into his shoulder. Before the warning bells could go off in his head, he found himself instinctively snuggling closer to Sirius. His head leaned closer to Sirius, his left arm moved up to lightly rest on the strong forearm over his ribcage. By the time his body had moved into this position, his brain caught up with what was happening and appropriately started sounding the alarm. This is not what friends do, he thought. And maybe if I sit up right now, he won't realize we were practically cuddling before he woke and, oh my god, we're practically cuddling, I need to move. But then, Sirius made a soft noise and his breathing shifted and suddenly his eyelashes were fluttering and, oh no, he's awake. Instead of rolling away or removing his arm or apologizing for moving in his sleep like any sane person would do, Sirius surprised Remus again by simply staying still. The dark-haired man yawned and then looked up to meet Remus's gaze, gray eyes smiling at Brown. Good morning, Sirius said in a scratchy morning voice that Remus found completely adorable. Ah, Remus returned, slightly gravelly. They were both smiling at each other and neither man had moved away. We did it, Sirius said. We confronted our fear of the dark and we made it to see daylight again. We did, Remus confirmed and then laughed and smiled fully, realizing the importance of this accomplishment. He turned on his side, now fully facing Sirius, and couldn't stop smiling. Both men were grinning at each other in the early morning light each with an arm lightly rested on the other, only inches apart. Have I ever told you? Remus asked. How much I love your eyes? He was rewarded with a cute little eyebrow raise from Sirius. Remus, please tell me if I'm reading this wrong, but I'd really like to kiss you right now. It was one thing to be able to step away from someone while you're washing dishes and waiting for your new friends to arrive for dinner. It's one thing to choose friendship over a breakable romance with the advice from a new friend. It was one thing to pine from a distance reading a text message or at a bar or in a corn maze. But it was a whole new ordeal to be laying side by side in a tent outside your house after waking up in each other's arms, after reliving and then conquering your darkest nightmares together. 
It was a battle between heart and mind even more one-sided than the game of air hockey against a drunken octopus James that got him here in the first place. If his brain wanted to complain about it later, that was fine, Remus thought, but this moment wasn't going to be stepped away from. Please do, Remus said before closing the gap between them. A chaste first kiss was interrupted by mutual smiles and quiet grins. Sirius leaned his forehead against Remus's for a second before they leaned back into the kiss. This one didn't end through uncontrollable grins, but instead deepened through instinctive desire. Remus carded fingers through Sirius's hair, finally fulfilling his secret wish, and Sirius uttered a quiet sigh of approval. Sirius tried to pull himself on top of Remus, but as the sleek fabric of their sleeping bags met, he instead slid across Remus completely, landing on the other side of him and pressed into the wall of the tent. Both men immediately dissolved into laughter, only elevated by Sirius's failed efforts to extract himself from his sleeping bag. When he finally did, Remus pulled him into a tight hug. Remus's brain finally caught up with his body and he felt a deep apprehension. He wanted this, he wanted Sirius, but only if it was real. As Sirius started to kiss his neck, Remus pulled back slightly. Sirius, can we talk first? Sorry, um, I, I just... Remus searched for the right words, feeling a blush creep up his face. Sirius pulled back, brow creased in concern, but stayed silent, nodding for Remus to continue. I just... Remus started again. I have feelings for you. I like you as more than a friend. Sirius's eyebrows shot up and an effortless smile crept onto his face. Well, I should hope so. Really? Do you feel the same way? He sputtered out. Was that not a good enough show of it? I just, Remus frowned. I want to be with you and make a real go of it. I don't want to just have a casual hookup. I would want more than that. Remus, Sirius said, and Remus's eyes snapped back to his. I want you too. Just you. I'm not, I don't know, looking for anything less than a real relationship here. I mean, it's obviously early, but we could be together for real eventually. Remus smiled, happily surprised. Okay, he breathed. Then can I kiss you again, please? Sirius made a show of kicking away the sleeping bag still bunched at his feet, then looked at Remus with positively devilish eyes. Yes, please. And then we can make pancakes, Remus asked excitedly. Sirius laughed, pausing his seductive stare to adore Remus's enthusiasm. Of course we can make pancakes. After this, he added, pulling himself over Remus without sliding off this time. Remus smiled and tilted his chin up to receive the other man's kiss. Afterwards, they moved through the kitchen, measuring, pouring, mixing, all punctuated by little kisses and affectionate touches. When Remus needed to move Sirius out of the way to open a specific cupboard or drawer, he lightly steered him with hands on his hips, this time not pulling away like he did the night they first made dinner together. Remembering that time, Remus decided to play music from his phone again. As the waltzing guitar started up, Sirius laughed fondly. <laughs> you love this song, he said. It reminds me of you now, Remus defended. Am I supposed to be Godzilla then? Sirius asked. Well, Remus said, drawing up the vowel, seeing as you aren't the taller one here. 
Oh, come on, Sirius said indignantly, but then settled into a smile. After the song ended, Remus didn't notice that the next one began until he realized how fitting the end of the chorus was. Taylor Swift's voice sang out. He turned to Sirius, who was already smiling at him. Very fitting song, don't you think? Sirius asked, reading his mind. Very, Remus answered. The rest of their breakfast preparations continued normally, with little displays of affection and an unyielding smile on Remus's face, the only sign that this morning was different than any other the two men had spent together. Eventually, they were yawning after devouring piles of pancakes layered with syrup, a bottle of mustard placed nearby but untouched in tribute to Lily. Can I kiss you while we wash the dishes? Sirius asked. Remus laughed, remembering the brownie batter almost kiss fiasco from two weeks ago. <laughs> I have a better idea, he said. We can stack the dishes in the sink and then go kiss on the couch. Sirius immediately hopped up to take their plates to the sink before dragging Remus by the hand to the living room. You don't know how long I've wanted this, the dark-haired man muttered before raising onto his toes slightly to peck Remus on the lips. Me too, Remus answered. Honestly, from the first time we met, I was drawn to you. Really? Sirius asked, confused. Then why? Oh, Remus said. Then why did he pull away from the brownie batter almost kiss fiasco he finished in his head? Then why did they not spend the last two weeks doing what they had just started doing this morning? Sitting down on the couch, Remus searched for the right words. Sirius sat next to him, but not close enough to crowd him, and Remus appreciated that distance, allowing his brain to function mostly normally. I wanted you then, Remus said finally, but I didn't know what you wanted. We didn't have a chance to talk about it first, and I just wanted to be on the same page about stuff. He tried to get his message across without throwing Lily under the bus, even though he was slightly miffed about her advice anyway. Sirius had seemed more than willing to be with Remus for more than a convenient morning hookup. That makes sense, Sirius said, clearly mulling things over in his head. Looking back, I should have asked if it was okay for me to kiss you before trying to do so. Sorry for that. It's okay, but thanks. Affirmative consent is really cool. Remus nodded, feeling lame as he said it. It is, Sirius said earnestly. Clear and enthusiastic, yes, all the way. Remus nodded, realizing he probably needed to say more to get his point across. I don't really do casual hookups, he explained, and I was worried that if you and I started to be more than friends and if it didn't work out, I would end up losing not only my friendship with you, but also with James and Lily. Sirius nodded slowly. That makes sense, he said again. I don't know how things will go between us. I hope they're good because I really like you. But you're right, we might not work out. But as long as neither of us does something terrible to the other, I'm sure James and Lily will still like you. He laughed. Hell, I think Lily likes you more than me already. Remus gave a quiet smile. Sirius seemed to be getting awfully close to the as-of-yet-unannounced truth. I don't know about that, Remus said, slightly apprehensive. Wait, oh god, Sirius's face fell. She talked to you, didn't she? She talked to you about me. 
It was more of a statement than a question. Um, yeah. What did she say? Did she say that I didn't like you or something? Because James knows I like you. I'm pretty sure he tells her everything. She said that you don't really do relationships, Rima said slowly, that if I was looking for a relationship, you might not be the best person to go for. He didn't like talking about his private conversation like this, but he felt a bit of relief of getting it out into the air, of hearing what Sirius had to say instead of combing through secondhand gossip. Sirius groaned in frustration. I am going to fight her, he declared. Please don't fight the pregnant lady, Remus said lightheartedly. Also, I think James would fight back. He earned a little smile from Sirius and his heart soared. Oh, no, I won't fight my brother's pregnant girlfriend, don't worry. Sirius sighed, frowning again. But she gave you some terrible advice. Remus couldn't help but ask the question he had been dying to say since the conversation began. Did you cheat in a previous relationship? What? Sirius asked. He sounded like he was a fraction south of scoff. Nonetheless, Remus doubled down. If he was going to find out, then he needed to ask directly. After a second of pause, Remus repeated himself. Did you cheat in a previous relationship? No. Sirius looked hurt. Maybe by Remus's asking or from knowing that Lily went behind his back. Or maybe he just looked pensive, Remus thought. No, I did not cheat in a previous relationship. I know what Lily is referring to, though. Remus's face must have betrayed him because Sirius rushed to defend himself. No, no, I know what it sounds like, but just hear me out, yeah? We can talk more about it, but let me tell you the story, because it sounds like Lily didn't. Remus nodded silently. Okay, Sirius started. In freshman year of college, I was finally free from my parents, distance-wise at least. You already know how the financial stuff went down sophomore year, but I was free, and I was finally able to be open about being who I was, and I met a lot of other gay and queer guys who were in similar situations. I made friends with a lot of them, and I hooked up with some of them. One of them was good friends with Lily at the time, and this was before James and I became close with her. The friend and I hooked up a few times, and it was just casual, and then he told me that he had feelings for me, and I politely told him that I didn't feel the same way. Sirius paused for a moment, frowning at the uncomfortable memory. I told him that we should probably not continue to casually hook up, but he said it was fine to continue. He paused again, frowning. Here's where I was a stupid 18-year-old. I agreed with him. So we had a casual hookup arrangement, even though I knew he had feelings for me and I know that was a bad idea. It finally blew up when he saw me kissing another man at a party. Sirius sighed. Oh, he threw his drink at me, but he was either a little too drunk or his aim was bad because he mostly got a random girl next to me. She and I actually bonded over the experience and became friends, which he flipped his hands up slightly with a smile, but... That's another story. So in conclusion, Sirius said, getting back on track, Lily sided with her friend and thought that I was in the wrong, which in hindsight I obviously was. I shouldn't have agreed to put him in that position, even if he was an adult and choosing to be there. The last part of his sentence could have been said with obvious snark or spite, but Remus could tell he was being genuine. 
Sirius had obviously grown from his 18-year-old self and empathized with the other man. But I didn't cheat on anyone. Cheating in a monogamous relationship is a line that can't be crossed in my eyes. I wouldn't stay with someone who cheated on me either. Sirius took a little glance at Remus, and Remus nodded. Thank you for telling me all of that, Remus said, exhaling a little breath he didn't realize he was holding. Finding out that Sirius didn't cheat on a past partner was a big relief, but it also made him feel a bit of a fool for not asking earlier. Sorry for not just asking you directly way earlier. It's okay, Sirius said, but in the future, if anyone tells you something about me, please just ask me instead of marinating on it, and I'll do the same for you. Remus smiled and reached out to link his pinky around Sirius's. The other man's hand had been splayed on the couch cushion between them for the last few minutes, and Remus wanted to inch his own hand closer like a 15-year-old watching a movie with their crush. Sirius looked down at their fingers and beamed. He leaned forward to kiss Remus slowly. When he pulled back, both men were still smiling at each other. Remus, I know it's been kind of fast, he started, but I wanted to ask. A knock at the door interrupted him. Remus immediately stood up, knowing who it must be. He whispered reflexively, Oh my god, it's Minerva. What? Sirius said, still sitting. That woman, Remus said, shaking his head fondly at the thought of Minnie coming over to Snoop after seeing that Sirius arrived last night but didn't leave yet. She's too good. She noticed he spent the night and now she's coming over to be nosy. She probably won't be too long, she just wants to get a good look at you and embarrass me if she can, he explained to a confused-looking Sirius. Without further ado, Remus opened the front door. Sirius stood up, still looking unsure. Remus, my boy, Minerva said fondly. I hope I'm not interrupting anything, she said with a knowing smile, leaning in around the door jam, obviously looking for Sirius. Good to see you, Minnie, Remus said with a little laugh. You didn't interrupt anything, but let me introduce you to someone. Sirius, this is my neighbor, Minerva. Remus watched Sirius shake her hand and put on his most charming smile. Minerva gestured to her tea towel-covered basket and turned to Remus. I brought you boys some scones, dear. Why don't you start the kettle and Sirius and I can chat on the porch? Remus couldn't help but laugh at her forwardness. She hadn't even spent a minute with Sirius yet, and she already wanted to speak to him alone. Making the quick judgment that Sirius would be fine for a few minutes, he obliged. He sent Sirius an apologetic look, but Sirius waved him off with a grin. After heating a kettle of water and grabbing three mugs, Remus joined the pair outside. They were in the middle of laughing together, at something when Remus opened the screen door, and they paused to look surreptitiously at each other, then up at Remus. Oh, great. So you're already turning him against me, huh? Remus directed toward Minerva with raised eyebrows. Minnie feigned innocence, and the three settled into their tea and scones smoothly. After only a few more stories that Minerva started to tell, and Remus had to derail for fear of scaring Sirius off already, she eventually stood to make her exit. Minnie, are you leaving so soon? Sirius asked. You just arrived. Minnie preened but nodded the affirmative. Oh, yes. I am so glad to have finally met you, Sirius. I've heard a great deal. She paused to raise her eyebrows at Remus, who frowned through his impulsive blush. But I can't interrupt you two any longer. Have a nice rest of your day. 
You keep the scones now. I can pick up the basket another day. Sirius surprised Remus by speaking again. Well, we need to arrange a time to play cards soon. I would be honored to train from someone so skilled in the art of canasta. Remus beamed at him. He could tell that Sirius actually meant what he said. Minnie batted her eyes at him. Walk me down the drive, will you, Remus? As he walked with her down the gravel path, she turned towards him. I like him. <laughs> I could tell, Remus said, laughing. I'm glad. I do too. Hold on to him, Remus. I haven't seen you this happy since before you lost your parents. You deserve this. Remus felt his throat tighten with emotion and he bent down to hug the smaller woman. Thank you, he said simply and she patted his arm fondly before departing. As he walked back up to the porch, Sirius grinned through a full bite of scone. I love that woman, he mumbled. She's hilarious and she makes amazing scones. She is pretty great, Remus agreed, a bit nosy, but I am glad you met her and hit it off. You could have warned me, Sirius said with a tilted head, that I was about to basically meet your grandmother. Remus smiled. So, Remus said, I think you were in the middle of saying something when Minnie knocked. They were walking back to the house together after disassembling the tent and packing it into its bag, a surprisingly difficult task for the two non-campers to accomplish. Oh, really? Sirius asked. I don't remember. Must not have been important, he said airily, then looked back to laugh at Remus's miffed facial expression. Oh, maybe I remember now, he feigned nonchalance. Lacing his fingers with Remus's, he swung his arm happily and turned to look Remus in the eye. Will you be my boyfriend? Remus grinned broadly. Of course, if you'll be mine. The rest of the morning and afternoon slipped away easily. They spent some time in the bedroom, of course, but it wasn't hurried or frantic. Their actions reflected the mutual knowledge that they had all the time in the world together, and they didn't need to rush now. Sirius helped Remus check on the hives and even harvested a bit of honey from one together. Now that it was October, it was a bit late to do a full honey harvest, but Remus didn't mind going to the trouble for a lesser yield, since Sirius's excitement was enough of a reward. A few texts from James were sent to the group chat, asking if either of them had chickened out or if they were finally ready to be fearless parents to his eventual baby. Sirius and Remus elected to ignore him for a while, since they were distracted by each other. Eventually, Sirius responded that they successfully conquered their fear, but didn't say anything else about the new developments of the day. When do you think we should tell them? Remus asked. They were sitting on the back porch, their smoke-scented bee suits lying nearby, drinking iced coffees and eating leftover scones from the morning. That you're mine? Sirius asked sweetly. Remus couldn't hold back his broad smile that he knew must have looked positively dopey. Let's let them wait for now. Lily tried to keep us apart, so they don't deserve to know the truth yet. Remus laughed. Are you just waiting for her to have the baby so you can fight her? Sirius hooked Remus's pinky finger with his own, copying Remus's own gesture from that morning. No, don't worry. I'm pretty sure she could beat my ass in a fair fight anyway. Remus gave a little laugh, but it was subdued and his eyes were focused on their fingers the small point of contact between them. We'll tell them soon. Sirius's eyes lit up. What if we show up to their Halloween party with a couple's costume? 
Oh, I haven't even thought about my costume yet. Is that this Friday? Sirius nodded. Hmm, okay. Remus pondered. Oh my god, I've got it. The perfect costume. Sirius said excitedly. What? Sexy beekeeper and a bee. No. Yes, it's perfect. Wait, which one am I supposed to be? Remus, you are a sexy beekeeper every day of the year. That's obviously not your costume. You can be the bee and I'll be the sexy beekeeper. Do you have any old or ripped bee suits that you wouldn't mind a couple more tears in? Oh my god, was all Remus could say, laughing and shaking his head. It was a little after three in the afternoon when Sirius let slip the fact that he had a paper due the next day, and Remus promptly kicked him out. After pointing out how far he had come for his degree and dream job, Sirius reluctantly agreed to be responsible, but only because Remus promised to come visit the campus for lunch the next day. A few kisses occurred on the couch, and then standing up, and then while Remus was opening the front door, and then while Sirius was pressing Remus against the now-open door, and then Remus was laughing too hard to keep kissing. You are absolutely shameless, he said fondly. What, you don't want to put on a show for Minnie? Sirius joked. Shaking his head affectionately, Remus stepped outside. Go, he said. Finish your homework and drive safe and text me later. I will, Sirius promised, before pulling Remus into a tight hug. They stood together for a few moments before Remus realized how close he was to not letting him leave, and stepped away. After Sirius left, Remus stood on the porch for a few minutes looking at the horizon. The sun would start to set soon, or at least be obscured by the mountains. The days were getting short as autumn progressed, but Remus felt like it was the middle of summer. And now I see daylight. I only see daylight.